Welcome to Favorite Things with Mark, your home for all things random, rambling, and nonsensical. talking about dragon ball today hold on a second i'm a little i'm a little lightheaded uh so <laughs> i needed to i needed to power up uh get my key going so that we could uh so i have what enough energy to uh to go through this episode oh oh wow that kind of caught me off guard there let's see here <laughs> so why do we want to talk about dragon ball z yeah i, I underlined in the notes we because i want to talk about dragon ball z uh yeah. so uh originally the plan for today was we were going to have a couple of people interview there were some scheduling conflicts so we couldn't do that so coming up with a last minute uh episode idea uh i came up with another one of my favorite things uh Dragon Ball Z in particular. It's there's a larger franchise that it's a part of, but Dragon Ball Z is is the part that probably travels with me the longest. So it's it's one of those things that if I ever see someone with a piece of Dragon Ball paraphernalia, I have to talk to them about it. Right, so what does Dragon Ball paraphernalia look like? Okay, so uh, for the uninitiated, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super, uh, if you're confused by all of this, that's okay. Uh, it means you probably had a well-balanced and adjusted childhood. <laughs> but um, for those of us who didn't, uh, we grew up with uh, some anime that came out of Japan in the 80s into the 90s uh, that got dubbed in the 90s into the early aughts. Uh, for American audiences, and that was uh, the Dragon Ball franchise. And so to sum it up in in two sentences that everyone could understand, imagine the Marvel superhero universe, okay? Mm-hmm. You've, you've got all these crazy powerful people who've, who fight and do cool stuff, but it's Japanese, it's animated, and it's twice as crazy. All right. Okay, so... Uh, spoiler alert for a movie that's almost a year old now, but you remember in Infinity War when uh, the big bad guy uh, does his thing and it obliterates everything? Yes. Okay. Dragon Ball did that like seven times over the course of a series um, and each time on a bigger scale. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you said interesting in the same way that whenever I I talk about a conspiracy theory where I like say something crazy like Kennedy was assassinated by aliens, you go, interesting. <laughs> it's the moment where you're considering whether I've gone off the deep end, how far I've gone off the deep end, and whether or not you need to intercede since I've gone off the deep end. Yeah, pretty much. That's okay. All right, moving on. Yeah, so, there we go. <laughs> what's your what's your history with Dragon Ball Z? Okay, so my history is um it actually goes back to church, as a great many things do. So I've always been an early riser. You know this about yes. me. You are very much not an early riser. Correct. So I would, even as a kid, get up before the sun. 
and I would get up and while everyone else was getting ready, uh, I was, as far as I was concerned, usually I was in a t-shirt and shorts or t-shirt and, and jeans or t-shirt and sweats as I was for about two years. Uh, and I was just, I'm ready to go. Even though I wasn't ready to go, I thought I was ready to go. <laughs> and I would sit down and watch cartoons because before Cartoon Network and everything really came into power, there were cartoons on every channel uh, mm -hmm. on Saturdays and Sundays. Okay. And so on Sunday morning, that was the time you aired anything that wasn't quite good enough to make it to air on Saturday or during wow. the week. I did not know. So that. Sunday was the day that shows like Exo Squad came on, uh, shows like Princess Keiko. Do you know who Princess Keiko is? I have no clue who either okay. of those that you just mentioned are. Okay, so Exo Squad's not a person, it's a franchise. Okay. Uh, and at some point I'll talk about it because I want to rewatch it and I want to go through it because it's awesome and crazy. Uh, <laughs> not quite Dragon Ball Z crazy, but crazy enough. Princess Keiko uh, is, uh, at least I think she's still uh, alive, uh, a magician. And she was really big in the 90s. And she was so big, in fact, that they made a cartoon out of her. It was a fantasy cartoon where she fought the forces of evil. And her cover was she was a magician. Oh, okay. Uh, they were making cartoons out of everything. Um, but one of these cartoons I discovered on a Sunday morning was the cartoon Dragon Ball. Um, and there's a whole, whole mess of stories about how the Dragon Ball anime came to America. Uh, I saw the first kind of mini arc of the show. It was like 13, 13 to 20 episodes, somewhere in there. And it's the very beginning of the show. And it aired on Sunday morning cartoons, and then they stopped airing it. And I was like, Oh, well, that was really interesting. I didn't know where they were going with that. It, it kind of ended on the end of an arc, so you got some closure. And I said, oh, well, that, that was cool. Well, a few years later, this show, Dragon Ball Z, mm -hmm. comes on. And it's the characters from that all grown up. Oh. And it wasn't until many years later after Dragon Ball Z in Japan had already ended, but it was just really starting here, that I found out that there had not been 13 episodes of Dragon Ball. There had been five full, like, 33 to 40 episode seasons of Dragon Ball in Japan. Uh -huh. And then Dragon Ball Z literally picks up as soon as that show ends and starts the story continued forward. Oh, wow. So the whole franchise is based off of a Chinese story called Journey to the West. Uh, Journey to the West is a story uh, where a character called the Monkey King helps a bunch of adventurers out on this on this massive trip. I've never gotten the whole story down, so I'm not the most familiar. My main exposure to it has been through Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So where uh, Dragon Ball was... Uh, it was an adventure. Uh, the whole uh, conceit of the show is there are these seven mystic orbs called Dragon Balls that when they're brought together, they, they summon this great dragon that's in, able to grant a single wish to the person who's collecting them all. Okay. And people can wish for anything from uh, immortality to having a friend brought uh, back to them. And the opening uh, arc, whenever 
the big bad has brought all the Dragon Balls together. A guy jumps in, and because it's very Japanese and I don't understand things, he wishes for a pair of underwear uh, that he wears on his head for the rest of the episode. Um, but uh, the it uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Dragon Ball GT, all of them, uh, they understand a concept that I feel like we've forgotten in America, and that's cartoons are for anybody Mm -hmm. and so Japanese cartoons while some kids will watch them are are mainly for teenagers and young adults uh, and even some some older adults it's kind of that primetime demographic that you'll see CW shows on right now here in America that same demographic here would get a show like Dragon Ball in Japan so cartoons aren't meant for little kids it's it you can have cartoons for little kids but it's that's not the audience. It's okay. anybody. And watching the shows, especially as they originally aired in Japan, you see that because they can be very violent. Uh, <laughs> they can uh, they can uh, have a lot more innuendo. And you're like, oh, they let kids watch this? Well, here they do. Uh, over, <laughs> uh, over in Japan, it was mainly meant for a young adult audience. Okay. Uh, the fact that I saw it and many other things before I should have uh, is... They edited a lot of it down, uh, but it was like watching a, a live-action superhero comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the time, I wasn't really into Marvel Comics. Marvel Comics was kind of in a weird place. It, this is around the time that Marvel even declared bankruptcy. Oh, wow. Uh, there's a reason that just now they're starting to get all of their characters back into their stable. Because many years there, they didn't have control of them. Um, but... During that time, things like Dragon Ball took off. Uh, you had uh, so where Dragon Ball was an adventure to collect the Dragon Balls and stop the pe- the bad people who might get them. Dragon Ball Z took that fantasy idea, fantasy adventure, and turned it into a sci-fi superhero story. And so the beginning of Dragon Ball Z is the hero from the original uh, storyline, Goku, who's this young boy in the story with massive amounts of power. He's a great warrior. He's defended Earth against all sorts of of bad people, bad guys. In the beginning of the story, he's actually turned most of those bad guys into his friends or co-workers. And and so they team up. And even if they're not best friends, they at least get along. Okay. Um, And that's one of the things that I love about Dragon Ball is this constant idealism that... Even if someone comes up against you as an opponent, it doesn't necessarily mean that either A, they're your enemy, or B, they have to stay your enemy. Okay. And that was something that, for a cartoon, it was it was very weird. It's very different. It's a different message that the person who comes up against you and butts heads with you might be someone that one day you might not only collaborate with, but could become friends Mm -hmm. um but that was something that i saw over the course of dragon ball and dragon ball z and so on top of all of that this is right in the middle of the time where i'm i'm about three or four years into taking the martial arts as as a young boy and i'm a little fat kid running around uh (laughs) doing kicks kicking trees and i see people blowing through trees and doing all kinds of crazy stuff (laughs) on on this cartoon and it was one of those it was one of those action-packed adventure things where, um, and it's very Asian in that the what looks like weakness can be very powerful. 
and uh, I I very much appreciated that as as a little as a little fat kid who who didn't feel like I had a ton of strength. I always felt very scared and very weak. And to see these characters who were sometimes fat and weak be able to step up and go toe to toe with people who were going to try to destroy the world, it was it was kind of refreshing. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, at 33, why do you keep coming back to Dragon Ball? Uh, I think the reasons change, uh, and a lot of the same reasons that I go back to Batman or anything else. It's it's not the reasons that drew me as a kid. It's not about the fighting. It's not about the the cool special effects, although sometimes I like to turn off my brain and just watch it. Uh, a lot of times that's why I enjoy the Marvel mm-hmm. movies. Um, but watching watching Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, GT, uh, Super, Kai, any of the other subtitles that the shows have... Um, <laughs> Something that draws me to it is some of the the nuance and complexity of the fact that you don't have to fight everyone, and and even if you have to go toe to toe with someone, it doesn't mean you're enemies. Okay. All right. Well, um, what's your favorite character? My favorite character, I think it's it's kind of, I think I have three. Okay. Um, so one is the main character Goku. Um, I like him for the same reasons I like Superman, uh, because he's uh, spoiler alert. If you're just now getting into Dragon Ball, uh, Goku is an alien from another planet who is here. He is a friend. Yeah. Um, you don't find this out until Dragon Ball Z uh, that he's from another planet. He uh, is an eternal optimist. He is always out. To uh, for humanity's best, his friend's best, and will self-sacrifice in an instant if it means that he can help others. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that about him. There's a character named Krillin, um, okay. who, if they ever made a, an American Dragon Ball movie, uh, Murr from Impractical Jokers <laughs> would be a spot on Krillin. Looks just like I imagine him in real life. Um, yeah he's this little bald guy (laughs) who who grew up with goku they're lifelong friends so is it mer after the after the 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 what you do the punishment where they shaved his hair and eyebrows off uh similar except uh as far as i know except for some extreme accidents krillin always has uh always has eyebrows okay um but (laughs) Krillin is uh, Goku's one of his oldest friends. He's this guy who initially is Goku's rival and is is always competing with him, but they become really fast friends. Well, the thing is, even though Goku becomes super powerful to the point that by the end of the show, he's the most powerful being, you know, anywhere, mm-hmm. um, Krillin always steps up and he's always willing to go the extra mile, even though he can't compete, he can't fight these beings that can snap their fingers and cut a planet in half. He still goes. And many times he, he suffers grievous bodily harm for the sake of fighting with his friends and giving an effort. And he's, he always shows up. And then there's my third favorite character who might be my most favorite character. His name is Yajirobe. 
Yajirobe. That's a mouthful. Okay. Remember, Japanese show. Yes. Okay. So, Yajirobe is a martial artist who is fat <laughs> with a mullet. Nice. Carries a sword. His best friend is a cat. And okay. uh, Yajirobe is uh, pragmatic, cowardly, um, but when he sees there's danger and he can help, he does what he can and gets out. <laughs> and there is a part of me that very much sees him and I'm like, oh, cowardly Yajirobe, you did exactly what I would do. Good job. Stay safe. <laughs> so is his best friend the cat? Does the cat talk? Yes. The cat, Curran, talks. Nice. Yes. I... I just want to go watch it now. I want to go back and watch through all of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball GT, all of them, just to to go back and see some of this ridiculousness. There are robots. There are robots. There's time travel. There's there's a point where he fights an entire army, and there's a guy who gets around by he throws a log, jumps on it, and surfs. There's a guy. Uh, Goku, for the first little bit, rides around on a cloud. Nice. There's all sorts of crazy stuff that happens. And people, initially, they're like, oh, a giant robot. And they're like, oh, it's, it's another robot. Again? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like we just did this. Did did we need another robot? I, I mean, it, it doesn't even look as cool as the last robot. Oh, you're going to snap your fingers and blow the planet in half? That happened like last week. Are you going to do that again? Really? People get bored uh-huh. in this universe of some of the stuff to the point where this ultra powerful villain will show up and he's like, I'm here to conquer all of you. And the people are like, that's what the guy said last week. It was special effects. Shut up. Go away. And then he immediately vaporizes that guy and we as the audience clap and, and the show goes on. I was going to go back to the talking cat. Okay. <laughs> does, uh, does he only talk to, what did you say, Najirobi? Yajirobi? Yajirobi, or does everybody hear him talk? He can talk to everybody. Okay, he I'm is trying cons- to figure out if it's in his head or not. It, it's been a while since <laughs> I've watched it. If I'm not mistaken, Curran is considered one of the greatest martial arts masters on the planet. That's amazing. And he actually trains Goku. Like, his training for Goku is, you have to be able to catch me. And he can't. All right. That's awesome. All right. What is your favorite storyline? Okay. So my favorite storyline is probably um, something called the Android Saga and the Cell Saga. Okay. So I'm going to try to do this in less than two minutes. (laughs) So up until this point, Goku has been off the planet. Uh, He went to another planet to fight an alien force known as Frieza, the most powerful evil force in all of the universe up to that point that you are aware of. On his way back, his son and his friends have gone through some stuff. Don't need to get into it because it's not considered canon in the manga that this show came from. We'll get back to that shortly. So, in the meantime, a traveler from another planet has come back to Uh, from another time has come back to our time gets here at the same time that a newly restored Frieza who is a cyborg comes to destroy the planet. Uh, This new visitor dispatches Frieza in an instant, an act which took Goku the better part of three seasons. Uh, The new visitor comes back and says that there are some androids that are coming to destroy the planet. Uh, The visitor, this time traveler, Meets Goku as he arrives back on the planet, tells him this. 
they go, they fight the androids. What they find out along the process is there is another android that has the ability to absorb all of the uh, all of the other androids into itself, being the perfect killing machine. This uh, android is known as Cell. Needless to say, he accomplishes his mission, uh, and gradually over the course of the saga, which is about two seasons long, uh, kills a boatload of people. Uh, and challenges the world's mightiest warriors to a martial arts tournament. All the uh, tournament fighters show up, including Goku and his son Gohan. Goku sacrifices himself to make sure that the monster does not blow up the planet. In the process, Goku is killed. Uh, the monster transports himself back to the planet Earth and says, Hey, guess what? I can do this all day. Uh, so Goku's son, who is injured at this point, says... I am going to beat you, beats the monster, saves the planet, the Earth lives safely until the next season. I did that in less than two minutes. I am very pleased with myself. I'm very proud of you. All right. So last question then. All right. All right. How do you keep up with all of that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wikipedia is the friend of the Dragon Ball fan. Um, but another thing is I just, I really enjoyed it. Just the same as comic books, movies, anything else. I've... Over the years, I watch it, and somehow these weird characters um, just kind of, they worm their way into your heart to the point where character names like Yamcha, Piccolo, uh, <laughs> Kurin, Tien, Chaozu, uh, Goku, Gohan, Goten, uh, Trunks, uh, Vegeta, Nappa, all of these names stick in my head and Every name I just said, a picture popped into my head. Um, but I love it. I love the silliness, but I also enjoy some of the melodrama of uh, this struggle that goes beyond the mundane. And in the meantime, in a lot of the episodes, they'll cut over to people just going about their normal business. And they look up and they go, that's really big. And then they go back to the normal. And in... In the time we live now, uh, when politics, uh, race relations, things feel on edge, it's kind of refreshing to think that in spite of my inability to touch all of that, I, I, I can do what I can, but ultimately the world will keep spinning. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's one of those little things I, I pull from a, a work of fiction but it's, it's one of those things that uh, brings me some comfort. All right. All right. So uh, going back to the word manga, do you know what that means? I have no earthly idea. Okay. So manga are Japanese comic books that instead of reading left to right, you read right to left. Oh. You read from the back cover to the front cover. Interesting. Now, is it really the back cover? Uh, to them, no. Okay. To us, yes. All right, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> okay, so Dragon Ball has long been a manga before it was an anime. But, right. yeah. Uh, that's all I've got to say about Dragon Ball, at least for today. Um, believe it or not, uh, the next segment you're going to hear uh, was recorded about a week and a half before this one. Uh, so don't be surprised if we do a little time traveling of our own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Honey, thank you so much for talking to me, or I should say listening to me talk yes. about uh, 
characters from a Japanese TV show that I'm going to rush out and watch right now. Um, I, I learned some new things about it. I had no clue. You've watched it so many times in front of me, but I never pay attention while you're watching it. So. Oh, okay. Well, fun fact, uh, most of the characters are named after either uh, pieces of clothing, vegetables, fruits, or other little things that people found around town while they were writing. Oh, uh, Kakarot great. is carrot. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, I want to say that Krillin is rice. I have no uh, there's uh, Trunks is named after uh, Schwartz. Uh, his mom, uh, Bulma, is the Japanese word for bloomers. <laughs> um so, yeah, all, all kinds of fun stuff. If you've never watched an episode of Dragon Ball, uh, I highly recommend you try it. Um, their uh, episodes of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball GT are on Hulu in their original subtitled form, and they are even crazier than the dubbed versions. Do you need to start any particular, like, are they, uh, what's the word, series? Like, do you have to watch it from a specific it is, spot, or can you just jump in anywhere? The show is heavily serialized. I would recommend starting with Dragon Ball. And then watch watch through a few episodes of it, and then you should gather enough as to whether you're interested in it. Jump into Dragon Ball Z Season 1. They do a good catch-up that catches you up. And if you're, if you're in, you're in. If you're not, it's okay. Dragon Ball, or any anime, isn't for everybody. But it's a lot of fun. All right. All right. Good to know. Well, thank you again. Uh, I hope we'll see you all in the next segment. If you'll stick around, now for a word from Other Me. And we're back with more favorite things. Um, and this time we're going to be talking about uh, one of my newly discovered favorite things, uh, professional wrestling. Wow. And, and interviewing this segment is my co-host, Betsy Burdett. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be back. I'm very happy to be here. So, all right. Well, um, your interest in the WWE is fairly recent. Why this and why now? Okay. So, fairly recent. Uh, it is, we're recording this on February the 16th. Um, and, whoa, I almost broke the desk. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, I'm going to try not to. Uh, so... I just started really watching professional wrestling either the end of November or early December. Um, and I checked it out because uh, one of my favorite podcast hosts uh, went to one of the pay-per-view events mm -hmm. and was just ecstatic about it. He's a long-time wrestling fan. Okay. But he was, as I listened to his enthusiasm about it, it, it seemed like something worth checking out. Um now, that said, I've always been kind of curious about professional wrestling. It's always been one of those things that's been it, – it's been on the fringe of, of, of my life. I've had friends who were interested in it, friends who've actually gone to matches, and I've never really gone um, or, or checked it out because there's always – in the in the realms I've run run around in, there's this stigma. It's it's silly. It's fake. It's mm -hmm. um, it's adolescent. And 
yes, yes, and yes, it is. Yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't negate how special it is. It doesn't negate how how neat it is. But I checked it out on a whim because I've always been curious about it, and I've I've always been ruled by this. Well, it's silly. Don't don't do that because it's silly. And I'm I'm learning as as I'm in this process of of finding my own identity that sometimes the things we like are a little silly. As a matter of fact, a lot of the things we like are very silly. It doesn't make them any less enjoyable or or bad. It just means they're they're different than what mm-hmm. everyone else likes. Because if I were to describe, um, there are a bunch of really muscly men mm-hmm. in really tight spandex. Okay. Who are going to throw each other around? Am I describing professional wrestling or am I describing the NFL? Oh, that's a very good question. Okay, so <laughs> so they they throw something around that they call a ball that's not even a ball. It's true. Professional football it's is egg. yeah. <laughs> professional football is is just as silly as professional wrestling, and that's not to say it's bad or you shouldn't be interested in it. It's to say everyone's got their own interest. And the the why this, uh, honestly, because it was something that a lot of the people that I listen to are interested in, but it's it's also, I've always wanted to check it out. There's always been this curiosity, and so I've checked it out. All right. What well, keeps you coming back? Okay. So here's, here's the fun part to explain to people. Professional wrestling is basically a live action comic book or live action video game. Okay. So you have these guys who come in and yes, it's an act. Yes, it's a performance, but they come in and they wear these colorful costumes and ladies, there are ladies who wrestle and they come in in these colorful costumes and they have these storylines and yes, they're silly. They're really, really, really silly. Mm -hmm. It, it's the the best and worst uh, combination of comic books with reality television, <laughs> with uh, professional athleticism, uh, and a stunt show all kind of piled into an event that gets broadcast several times a week, and then they have these pay-per-views. And you watch all of this silliness, mm-hmm. and somehow it is... Uh, just captivating. It's it's very enjoyable. Uh, some of the biggest entertainers in in our time as adults have come about from the WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh, started out as a professional wrestler. What people don't know is originally he was a wrestler with the name Rocky. Really? Yes. He comes from a long line of, of professional wrestlers, even back to his grandfather. And so he came in and... He was he was this wrestler named uh, Rocky was his was his professional uh-huh. name, and I believe it was a family wrestler name. But he comes in, and initially he uh, was trying to be the friendly good guy character. So that's something else about this. They play up the good guy bad guy okay. uh, in in wrestling, but. He came in and was trying to be the nice guy, and that wasn't working out for him. He wasn't drawing eyes. The The whole idea, the real part of the wrestling, is you want to win over the crowd, whether you're a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. And so Dwayne Johnson said, if I can't 
get them to love me, they're going to hate me. And so he played up this bad guy persona that was The Rock. Oh, wow. And so he built an entire just an entire following based around this this character that he played. And eventually he turned that into a Hollywood career that he's turned into he's in everything. He's got yeah. a he's got a reality competition show now. He's got a movie career. The man works like crazy, but all wrestlers do. They're on the road like fifty weeks of the year. Oh goodness. Uh, going around and traveling. And you could literally go and see a WWE, I'm gonna put this in quotes, match. Um <laughs> At any at any like local coliseum, like for us, our nearest one would be uh, I think it's still Bridgestone. I'm not sure what okay. it's called, but they come into town and they do these elaborate live shows in front of hundreds and thousands of people, and they're just they're they're going out and they're performing. And when you watch it on TV, you're like, oh, that looks kind of silly. Well, what you're watching is a camera angle that's not as flattering as another one. Uh-huh. In the meantime, they're acting. They're effectively putting on a full uh, stage play right in front of the audience. Oh, wow. And most of the, the fight part, the choreography, is improvised. And uh, almost like a, a jazz dance. And so they're going out and they're and they're doing these tremendous acts of athleticism, there are still some stunts that they do that it's a lot like a magic trick. I'm not entirely sure how they do <laughs> it without actually hurting each other. Wow. Um, but it's, it, it is always captivating in the same way that watching any professional sport is captivating. You're watching people do these tremendous acts of athleticism. They've got tremendous charisma, some more than others. But they come in and they just, they own the screen and they own the stage. Yeah. And I love that. I love movies. I love TV. And and wrestling is is one of those areas where it's just as enjoyable as anything you would see that's scripted. Uh-huh. And for me, it's more enjoyable than most uh, athletics, whether college or professional. And it's more enjoyable than those reality programs just because it's, it's the colorful cast of characters. It's what if there was a reality show about superheroes. Okay. Wow. What are the negatives or drawbacks to the WWE? Okay. So remember when I described it as kind of a live action comic book? Uh-huh. Uh, that's the downside. The downside is if you ever try to catch up on a long running comic book, it's, it's very difficult to jump in and just know where everything is and who everyone is because there are so many characters. Uh, imagine uh, this past year uh, we had Avengers Infinity War, uh-huh. and there are like 30-something characters in that movie. Yeah. I remember being in the movie theater with you. <laughs> you leaned over to me when The Vision, played by Paul Bettany, comes on screen, and you went, Who's the red guy? <laughs> yeah. And that's what that's that's my experience when I walk into professional wrestling. Like a guy walks in in a speedo and like a leather vest and and I'm he's got a Scottish accent and I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> uh, but that's that's professional wrestling. You're watching a long running uh, basically uh, long form storytelling that plays out weekly, multiple times a week, and it's been going on for almost 40 years. Wow. And, and longer in some cases, but these characters come in, they go out, they change, they they grow, uh, they go away, they come back, and trying to get in mm-hmm. is really difficult. Um, and if you don't watch everything that 
they produce, and they produce a lot. Mm-hmm. Each one of their segments is around two hours oh, an wow. episode, like an episode of uh, Monday Night Raw, two hours. Uh, Tuesday, SmackDown, two hours. Uh, Wednesday, NXT, two hours. If they do a pay-per-view, up to four hours. Oh, wow. So you're talking about a lot of content generated in a week. And you know me, and one of the reasons we do this podcast is I don't have one thing that I go to. I I enjoy video games. I enjoy movies. I enjoy TV. I enjoy wrestling. So I'll watch an episode of Raw this week. It'll be two or three weeks before I watch another episode. It yeah. can be really confusing if you're not watching week to week, right. episode to episode, uh, even branch to branch. Yeah, it's 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 enjoyable. It's convoluted. But it's enjoyable. All right. Um, if someone wanted to get into the WWE or get into it, how um, how would you recommend they start? Okay, so you're talking about getting into consuming. Yes. You're not talking about yeah, actually. I think I kind a, of I spoke it wrong, so that's why I try to correct. <laughs> it's okay. So if you're interested in in starting to consume this, um, the easiest way is on most basic cable. Uh, on USA and a couple of other networks, they they air these programs live uh, weekly. Um, and if you don't have basic cable on Hulu, uh, they they show the episodes the very next day. And so it's very easy to consume. It's very easy to to get in and see it. There's a lot of it, but it's easy to consume. Um, and if you like it, if you if you watch more than a few episodes and you get hooked and you're willing to make that commitment to effectively get a subscription to the to the comic book, uh, they have their own app, uh, the WWE Network. It's mm-hmm. like ten bucks a month. Uh, and if you watch it, they put all of that content, even the stuff that you would get on basic cable, plus all their pay per views, all mm-hmm. of that on one app so you can consume all of that. And if you're hooked on it, that's probably the way for you to go. Yeah. If you're like me and it's a little bit more casual, just watch it on TV. It's a lot of fun. Will you understand everything that's going on? No, you most certainly will not, <laughs> but it's tons of fun. You get all the pageantry, all the ridiculousness, and they'll even give little recaps of what happened at mm-hmm. the pay-per-views, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. What would you tell anyone who's got something they're interested in or or deeply enjoy but feel shame talking about it? Uh, so this this is where I've I've walked a little bit to the point where whenever I tell someone that I really like the WWE right now, I say I'm coming out to you. Um, <laughs> not to not to steal a phrase, but it's it's dealing with something where for a long time. I walked around with a view that some uh, some people's hobbies were better than other people's hobbies. And if you want to carry that opinion, you enjoy carrying that opinion. Um, but the truth of the matter is um, everyone's got something they enjoy that may or may not be popular to everyone else. I, we live here in the South where uh, college and professional football are huge. It's huge. Yeah. On, on Saturdays and Sundays, that's what people get into. But I've never really enjoyed consuming that. I've never really enjoyed uh, sitting down and watching a football game. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got friends who do, and I love them, and I love their passion for it. It's just not something I get into. Um, but on the things that I do, I don't need to feel shame about it. There is nothing morally wrong. There is mm-hmm. nothing uh, I, I believe in the Bible. There is nothing biblically wrong. There is nothing uh 
there's nothing legally wrong with it. So as far as my conscience, there's no reason to carry any shame. Mm -hmm. And if I'm worried about what other people think of me because I enjoy it, well, then I've got a problem with me ultimately. Yeah. So if, if you're walking around and there's something you enjoy, maybe you collect stamps. And while that may not be as popular today as it once was, enjoy collecting stamps. Don't feel shame in that because that's something that makes you unique. The things that you enjoy that other people's don't, that's not something to hide. It's something to be celebrated. Uh, and that's kind of why I even started the podcast is I want to talk about the things that bring us joy, even if it's not something that's necessarily normal in the area you're in or something that gets much celebration. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I have a question for you now. Okay. When I, a couple months ago, said I'm going to check out WWE, <laughs> what did you think? Oh, boy. I'm trying to remember. I'm like, okay, whatever floats your boat. Okay. okay. So, so what? when you've walked in on a couple of episodes where I'm watching something, what, what comes to mind? with? Because there's some ridiculous stuff yeah. that happens. I've walked in and tried to watch it with you a few times. Uh -huh. um, and... Uh, I just sit there and I look and I catch it when they got the wrong camera angles or something. <laughs> and I'm always like, man, how, what's, I'm like, this is faker than the voice. This is like, you know, it's the, the scripting that I'm like, what, what are you watching? But I always seem to get those instances. So I'm not seeing the full choreography, choreo choreographed uh, yeah. play. I'm just seeing like the bad hit, like in a bad B movie or something where you, you see the punch and it never connects. And it's a, uh-huh. It's, it's kind of a, yeah. Well, I, I think when you, when you see that and that's the only part that you're seeing of it, it's, you're, you're seeing, uh, you're seeing the worst, but most limited example of yes. the, the product. And in the same way that if you went and watched a stage play, you've got to suspend your disbelief. Yes. You've got to, you've got to go in, you know, that it's choreographed, you know, that it's fake, you know, it's all an act. But you sit down and you just, for whatever amount of time that you're going to set aside for it, whether you watch just one match in an episode or you watch a whole episode or you'll watch a whole bunch of episodes, mm -hmm. you're sitting in and for that short amount of time, you're in. Yeah. And in, in the same way that I said, if, if there's something you feel some, some shame in, just enjoy what you're going to enjoy. And when you're done enjoying, walk away. Go do something yeah. else. Go for a walk. Go... Uh, go eat a meal. Go talk to your family. Hey, if you haven't talked to your family in a while, go talk to your family. Yeah. It's just enjoying yourself. If you're not going to enjoy yourself, don't don't do it. Yeah. And and that's. And I'll say with all that said, I'm I'm glad that you have found something that you enjoy like that, something silly and goofy and yeah, you know it's. Probably will never be anything that I would just sit down to watch. But when you watch it, I will try to watch it with you. And yeah, and I'm, just, I'm glad you have that. Well, it's the same way when when you watch uh, cooking shows. Yes, and, I love my cooking shows. And like on Chopped, how everyone uh, knows someone who has cancer, and they're donating all the money that they win to the person <laughs> with cancer, and they cry about midway through describing it. It's yeah. it's just it's it's that particular thing's product. Right. But that said. That's no less enjoyable to you. And I love that you like watching yeah. that stuff. Absolutely. All right. So long and short of it, folks, is if you've got something that you're either curious about or that you're already enjoying and you feel a little weird about it, just enjoy it. Unless it is illegal or 
uh, immoral to you, uh, don't worry about it. Just have fun. Yeah. And that's all the time we have for this week with Favorite Things with Mark. I hope you'll join us again next week, and we'll see you around. Until then, keep enjoying your favorite things.